previously on Good Sex, Bad Sex. There's often an underlying cause of these erection problems and that's why we want men to go out, go and see their GP, get the test done mm. and there's help out there. You know, there's something there to help them to get these erections back again. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Good Sex, Bad Sex, a podcast from metro.co.uk. It's a bit like Game of Thrones, but with a lot more incest. God. <laughs> My name is Bibi Lynch, the sugar daddy. And I'm Miranda Kane. I'm going to be the salty mummy. Check out our blogs at metro.co.uk. Coming up, we're going to be speaking with one of the best female podcast duos out there. What? Sam. What? Sam. So, BB, you've yes. heard of the Sugar Baby Confessionals. Oh, it's really fantastic. Yeah. It's a really great podcast and it's really, um, it just kind of captures you and I'm scared and nervous about what's going to happen in it. Yeah. I know. It's like it's like a soap opera, but real. Oh, my God. So you're going to be know. fangirling out? No, I'm going to be um, quite calm. We'll see about that. Yeah. I was just looking for an excuse to learn how to podcast because it was something that I've been <laughs> interested in. But I was thinking, oh, we'll do something about films. You know, no one's done one about films before. <laughs> um, and uh, she's just incredibly articulate and funny and, uh, smart, you know, all the good things. Uh, much more so than me, as you're, you're here. No. It's obvious from what I'm saying. So I just said to her, well, why don't we do a podcast? We'll do a little podcast, me and you. It'll be great. And she goes, well, it just so happens that I've, decided to do something a little bit risque and I was like <laughs> all right yeah I was like this might surprise you it's yeah. a little out of the ordinary but here we go I thought she's gonna be like I started a mummy and you know a mummy and babies movie group or something and I was <laughs> god like, no and mummy she... and baby smoothie group <laughs> movie. Yes, she's gonna make really good smoothies <laughs> wow. just pour them all over her body <laughs> actually that's our next that podcast yeah. it? season two and so I, I was like, you know, what, what is it? And bearing in mind, we've known each other at this point for about 10 years. Mm. I don't really know that much about her and her favorite person who we refer to her husband as mm. their sort of sex life. Other than I always knew you guys were quite adventurous, more so than vanilla mm. me, who's I relate to BB because we're both. <laughs> Well, I'm a granny. I don't know about you, but <laughs> um, I like my cozy slippers. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> flex. Um, and so um, I didn't really know all the stuff that sort of comes out over the course of the podcast, and especially when she said to me, "I'm thinking of becoming a sugar baby." Obviously, I was a bit like, "Wow, that's a choice. That's mm. a different choice," you know. And I kind of took me a minute to be like okay what's in and out of it of course being a, the worry wart that i am mm. my immediate thing was oh my god it's so dangerous like what could happen to you there's gonna be 10 axe murderers <laughs> they're each gonna chop a bit of you and i'm gonna have to be the one who's the only one who knows and you know what i mean <laughs> yeah. because I, throughout most of it we couldn't talk to anybody about it not even my husband because he's very good friends with her husband so, so, <laughs> so what you call ruby about doing about putting this all out there yeah you know i'm just a ridiculously open person right. and i have absolutely no shame over anything that i've decided to do 
and not talking to Sarah's husband about it and certain other people that we're very close to was actually more of favorite person's choice rather than mine. Okay. Um, so there's this balance between how open I can be and how, you know, kind of discreet I need to be in order to protect his feelings. Yeah. So um, at this point in the game, your husband does know. A number of people do know, and I think favorite person is like, yeah, okay. Like, he's he's relaxed about that now, but it was a journey. It took a while to get there. But the whole podcast is is following that journey, yeah. is it? So is, is that all part in it, like how to explain how I told my partner, how I told my partner's friend? Is that all in... That actually would have been a good episode. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll have to add one more on there. <laughs> Bonus content. Yeah. yeah. We literally started from the point of her having this idea. Yeah. And then going forward, for it was literally from the beginning of the process with her. Mm. But as comes out in one of our podcasts, it was actually favorite person's idea. He sent the link to Ruby. Yeah. 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 Because becoming a, not in particular a sugar baby, um, but the Say idea what sugar of a baby is. Mm. Well, my understanding is that a sugar baby is someone who accepts a certain lifestyle, whether it's in money or gifts or travel or just expenses paid for spending time with someone. Now, obviously, there is usually intimacy, physical intimacy attached to that, but not always. Sometimes it's just about being someone's companion. Um, but it definitely commodifies that kind of relationship. That's what being a sugar baby is. Most sugar babies are women, typically young women. Some of them, you know, could be a guy. Mm. Um, and most sugar daddies are daddies as opposed to mamas. Hell, I would have loved to find a sugar mama, but it didn't happen. <laughs> there aren't very many of them out there. Um, favorite person was like, hey, I read this article online about this website that's getting a lot of traction. And, you know, you've had this kind of uh, fantasy of being a, a high-class call girl for so many years. Mm. This, is, this is similar. Why don't you give it a try? And I was like, yeah, all right, cool. Cool. I can't believe this. Why did you go down the sugar baby route mm. rather than high-class escorting? Honestly, because my husband suggested it and it was kind of easy. It yeah. was easy to just pop a profile on there. Yeah. I mean, maybe being a high-class call girl would have been just as easy with a different website, but that's not what was presented to me. So, yeah. Just seemed good at the time. Expedient. Yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> beautiful word. How do you... How do you um, establish what the relationship's going to be? That it might be an intimate one, that it might not? Do you approach it like a normal relationship, you know, a standard normal relationship, and then sure. it, it develops? Well, for me, it was about the sexual adventure. So I personally wanted to find someone that I was attracted to, to be my sugar daddy. Mm -hmm. That was always an underlying um, motivation when I would meet these guys for coffee and try to decide was there a connection. Um, so if I couldn't picture myself kissing the guy, then... That would be it. We, I would just cut off contact right there. So you meet them for coffee first, and that's when you sort of establish yeah. what you're going, going yeah. to do. Yeah, exactly. Forward. So a very non-committal, you know, could be five minutes if the guy's a total creep. Yeah. Always in a public place. Always tell a couple of other people, hey, this is where I'm going. This is who I'm meeting. This is the amount of time I expect to be there. Yeah. You know, where, that kind of thing. Where do you find the sugar... Daddies, mummies, mothers, uh, aunties. Well, through, through this particular, you know, platform that connects the sugar daddies with the sugar babies. And, you know, you're in a certain region. You do a search. People pop up online. Either they send you a message or you send them one. Um, and then, yeah, you know, you just take it, take it from there. And uh, something that I always really enjoyed 
about meeting with a new sugar daddy was that initial kind of back and forth with the messages to see how clever is he? Is he funny? Mm-hmm. Is he witty? Does he say anything in written form that I find stimulating so that I have this expectation when we meet each other that it's going to be really satisfying? What do you think they're looking for? Like, for me, if, like, a guy just wants that company or that intimacy, then I'd be like, well, you can get you can get an escort, you can get a sex worker, but mm-hmm. to have you sort of on retainer... Well, I think people who are looking for a sugar baby typically want a deeper kind of intimacy. Mm. So seeing someone, you know, once a week or a couple of times a week... Um, as it turned into with me, you get to know that person so well. You you get to, there's a true affection that develops between you. Um, And that's something that a lot of these guys probably don't find anywhere else. But Sarah May, when you're, I'm I'm like this with it all. Well, first of all, there's a word, Mm. Miranda. I'd never heard this word. And in episode one of the Sugar Baby Confessionals, compersion. Oh, I'd never heard of it. I know now I will never be practicing it. I will never be enjoying it. Sarah May, what did you think? Were you in on that? No, I mean, I'm the same as you. I had no idea about a lot of different things. Even though I I have edited magazines, I used to edit a magazine called Trespass, a little literary magazine. We always had sexuality piece, which everybody was much more interested in than the poetry and the reviews. (laughs) The juicy bits. (laughs) It was like the the centerfold of (laughs) of literary magazines, you know. So I've been intellectually aware of these things, but that was a new one on me, compersion, which is, Ruby, what is that? Compersion is the feeling that you have when your partner enjoys fulfillment, I guess is the best way of putting it. Um, Often that's tied to uh, a physical relationship with someone else. I mean, it doesn't have to be that. But so, for instance, favorite person I have had an open relationship, even before I started doing the sugar baby thing, Mm. we had an open relationship for a long time. And I'd often felt that way when he had a really great night with someone. I would be excited for him. I would, I would oh, want to hear all about it, all the details. Just like, oh, I just thought it was like, like yeah, no, it is. It is, yeah. it is yeah. because it's like you watch this person that you love so much have an amazing experience, and it just fills me with joy. I don't I, know, that is compersion. That that sense of joy, and sometimes it's an actual physical feeling, like this warmth that just floods through me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't get no, that. No, I don't Ooh. get that. Vodka <laughs> gives me that same physical feeling, and I'd rather stick to that. That honestly makes me. I can't. If I love someone that much and they're sharing with someone else, they're taking away from the BB love pool. Oh, see, I look at love very differently. Do I look you? at love very differently. I don't see it as a zero sum game. It's like, you know, if you have children. You know, when I had my first child, of course, I loved that little creature more than anything in this entire world. Mm. And when I was pregnant the second time, I was like, fuck, like, <laughs> how, this is how is this going to work? I was genuinely worried about it. And FP and I had several conversations when we said to each other, oh, my gosh, like, how could we possibly love another person as much as we love Aww. this one? And then, you know little one comes along and you realize that the love that you have for your second child takes absolutely nothing away from the love that you have for your first. And for me, that's 
in a sense what it's like. It's just I, I if I love yeah. you, I love you. It's like with friends, you yeah, know. There's you not can, a finite amount. There's no. It's infinite. Absolutely, yeah. that's a perfect word for it. Totally disagree. Yeah. Um, can I? <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, just look at me like she's so a total whatever. freak. Look at her. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us. So what? Honestly, I'm intrigued by this. So what kind of stuff happened? So Mangini. Oh my gosh, Mangini. <laughs> he was such a sweet man. Yeah. Who's this? What happened with the Mankini? Oh goodness me! So well, in, yeah. in the beginning of the podcast, we, you know, we had a variety of different characters, and I'd like sort of herald them and give them. We had to give them nicknames, obviously, because it's all completely anonymous. Yeah. It's only one of the sugar daddies that we actually got to speak to, but it was the most important one. So. Oh. Good. <laughs> How many are there? To. How many? Um, on the I don't podcast? know, I think... Wait till you hear what's yeah, happened. Okay. Wait till you hear what's happened, I'll just let her count. She's, she's I, off for yeah. five minutes trying to count away. No, I, I didn't so. have that many... Sh- I met quite a few for coffee. Yeah. But the ones who got through that gate were very limited, I think. She's very fussy. Yeah. Who she... Yeah. yeah. No, I'm, pay- I'm discerning. Yeah, you're you allowed know, to I've be. got high standards. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sorry. Back to Mankini. Um, <laughs> yes. so he, he was... Who sounds like quite the cat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He was one of the first ones that we did... That she did. <laughs> and um, you do live through me, so maybe, maybe we should say we did him. Yeah. <laughs> um, I felt like I was there after her description. Um, this this guy. I mean, he was one in the beginning. She was saying to me one of the main things she wanted to reasons why she wanted to do this was to explore those things that you were talking about. Like, why would they? Why would they go down this route? Mm. Um, and and if if it's a problem, like an, a psychological thing, where there's like uh, their wife or their partner doesn't have a high libido, for example. Um, she wanted to like help them get over that or assist him to yeah. enjoy the fruits of dot dot dot. <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that. Where but... were you going? <laughs> we don't know. But, no, we don't. Um, we'll never know. Did you feel that you helped him get through his? Uh... I think so. He was a very interesting case. So I liked Mankini just because he was such a kind man. And he was very funny. He was very sweet. So I wouldn't say I had an overwhelming lust for him, but I liked him enough that I could picture myself kissing him and mm. just seeing where it went. Why was he called Mankini? He's called Mankini because before our first official date, so we'd met each other. We actually, I stayed long enough to have breakfast with him in this little cafe. Nice guy, really good conversation. And I thought, okay, cool. Let's give it a try with you, pal. Yeah. And he sent me a message just before our first kind of official date where we were going to be meeting at a hotel and doing the uh, uh, uh. <laughs> And um, he, he sent me this message that went something like, um, so what do you want for my mankini? And I was like, wait, <sighs> what? And he's like, my mankini, how should my mankini look? And I was just oh. like, okay, first of all, never, never. use the word mankini again, <laughs> never. please. Never, ever, ever. Okay, <laughs> number one. Number two, however you feel sexy, rock up looking like that. I don't care. You want to have like a 70s bush pal? It's cool. Like, I'll, I'm going to roll with it. it you yeah. don't need to be anything parti- like particular thing for mm. me. Yeah. You know, I'm there for you. I'm there to help you feel good. And he was just like, oh, okay, thanks. So yeah. just this whole mankini thing, it just fucking made me. That oh, is... I thought it was so funny. So then, of course, that became his nickname. What's he turn up with? <laughs> A portrait of you. Um, Cat head jumper. <laughs> <laughs> he did. Oh, I don't think that was our fr- that wasn't our first date, though. He, he had this like decline because th- this was this <laughs> oh, sugar God. daddy was married 
And right. things were tense with his wife. So he wanted to have a sexual relationship with her. She was not interested at all. In fact, one of the things that I will always remember about him that just broke my heart is he said that he absolutely loves going down on a woman. Yeah. And he had this conversation with his wife in which she said, you know, I think you're the only man in the world who really enjoys that. <sighs> and I'm the only woman in the world who can't stand it. Oh. And I was just like, geez, that's fucking brutal. Wow. You know, it's yeah. like he's, he's so willing to please. And she just... You know, and listen, I'm not in the marriage. I'm by no means do I think that he was a perfect partner, mm -hmm. but he obviously was looking for that that intimacy and that connection, that sexual connection with someone. Yeah. So he's a perfect example of a guy who thinks, hey, you know, let me let me see who I, I can find out there. And if I give her something in return and we know what this exchange is, then can I say something? Of course. So you're um, there was a host, a kind of guest host for episode 12, yeah. Tipsy Tart. Yeah. First of all, why are the shows called? <laughs> Because they're all desserts. I know it's a little bit after. I thought that was such a genius idea, Wasn't and it? everyone's so confused. <laughs> it's so like because you know sugar desserts. I thought oh, everyone will get that immediately. They're all and they're all like quite saucy sounding desserts, you know, like tipsy tart. <laughs> Sorry, that's my terrible humour in the podcast. It comes out like the puns and all that. That's all me. And a point that Kath made, which I thought was really interesting, is how sisterly is this? If the sugar daddies have wives or partners. Who are not a party to what is going yeah, on. Yeah. Sure. No, I, I understand that point of view and I totally respect it. But from my perspective, as I said a moment ago, I'm not in their marriage. I don't know what goes on there. Mm -hmm. I don't know what kind of hurt and pain is being inflicted in either direction. And so I don't have any qualms about being with a man who's married and chooses not to tell his wife because... Honestly, he's the person in the relationship, not me. Yeah. Right? This is not a polyamorous relationship in which, like, I'm choosing to be with two people. I'm choosing to be with one person. And if he wants to have deceit in his life, then that's up to him. I'm not going to judge him for that. I've done really shit things before, too, you know? And maybe having an experience with me is the thing that's going to get him to the next phase. You know, I, I don't know. I'm not that there's something special about me, but you know what I mean? Just having that experience. And in fact, just to circle back to Mankini, <laughs> very good segue, um, he was married. Marriage was on the rocks. We had a couple of dates, and it became very obvious that he was just really, really miserable with his wife. Now, mm -hmm. I never gave him any advice about how to treat her, where to go, what to do, but I was a sounding board. I was a, a non-judgmental place for him to just unleash a bunch of these feelings. Mm -hmm. And in the process of doing so, he decided that he wanted to leave her. And that's what happened. They eventually got divorced. Now, at that time, he and I no longer saw each other. So it's not like it wasn't a matter of him leaving her for me or anything like that. But I think that there was a piece of our sex, like our, our experience together that made him see just how difficult his life really was and that he didn't want to bear it anymore. Because it's not your responsibility. You're, I think you're no. quite right in saying, well, they're the ones in the relationship. Yeah. So it's their responsibility and, and their morality that it's all on them basically honestly but. i if, if i take this to an extreme and i'm gonna maybe a little controversial i'm not sure i totally believe this but i'm gonna just check it out there and we'll see how it flies mm. um mm -hmm. i would possibly go so far as to say that looking at the quote other woman 
in that scenario is actually very not feminist. Yeah. Because what that's saying is that it's my responsibility to handle a man in a situation and and take care of that other woman. And, yeah. and I mean, come on, like but it's the man. Also... It is the man's responsibility to take care of his wife and whatever kind of relationship he chooses to have with her. That's between the two of them. Yeah. So. Well, there's also the feminist take that um, it's about choice and she doesn't have a choice in this, unless she does. Does she know? Well, she's choosing to be married to someone who would lie to her. Mm. Well, she and I think if she, if she knows she's being lied to. Come on. Really? You've been that. with people who treat you like... If they're going to lie to you, it's not like everything else in your life is hunky-dory. Like, yeah. I feel like you need to take responsibility for but yourself. But she knows she's being lied to? I don't know. Very possibly she does. I, that's, I, that, again, I, that's, that's up to the guy. That's nothing to do with Ruby or, like, anyone else, the third the third party. Mm. That, again, is the guy. He's the one doing the lying. He's the one doing the deceiving. So, for me, I this sort of feminism, though. The... But that's what was very important for me about doing... <laughs> I, I saved all the feminism for, for two episodes where I could just really dig deep into yeah. all these different things. Mm. And the reason I chose Kath is because she did have opposing views to mm. to maybe me some of my views I don't agree with everything she says and Ruby and you know because that's the problem I think sometimes with some of the uh, feminist dialectic is that it's polar opposites mm. and as, a, as someone who's I'm not as brainy and as many of the other people out there who can kind of put everything together and be the perfect feminist which is exactly why I got someone else to do that and take the four <laughs> for me so she was the sort of feminist police and I said to her listen if you don't agree with me, if you don't agree with Ruby, if you don't agree with Madeline, pick it, pick at it. Mm. Give us the. I thought and, it was interesting. I thought, and yeah. I think it's good that you got her in because it gave it, just gave it context full, and gave it balance. Yeah, well, this is because this is a thing because there are lots of people who do have that perspective and mm. who are like, you know, where does the responsibility lie? Mm. And uh, yeah. it's so hard because I feel like as women and feminists, we have to be so perfect in all these different areas, like as mothers, as, you know, lovers, as, mm. and we have to bear all the responsibility. So actually it is hard to know. I do this part of me that's like, well, if you aren't given the opportunity to object or to make a decision based on that, then it isn't fair. But at the same time, I'm also like, she's not in their relationship and maybe the man does need to, you know, but I agree mm. with you. It's a, such a thorny topic because mm. I've, I've heard lots of people say like, how can you be a sister? Like Kath was saying, and Kath expressed it so well, I thought, yeah. and that's, but that's why I, I liked it. I wanted her to have, Put shots at us if we were wrong, if we or if we had something. Well, I don't feel like I'm wrong. Yeah, I, I have my perspective, and it's absolutely yeah. reasonable and understandable for somebody else to have a different perspective, and that's why they choose to live their life differently. Mm. Let's talk about some fun shit. Okay, um, yeah, let's do some sex. <laughs> what have been like the creepy guys? What have been like when you said you you've got your little filter and yeah. you do the? Has yeah. there been any ones that have turned up and you've just where you have been like no what? Give us the creeps. Yeah. So, um, gosh, what what did we call him? I think we called him Zeus. Uh, <laughs> Is that right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That sounds like an ironic nickname. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. So, so the, there was a, a sugar daddy that I met for coffee, and um, he was an older gentleman. I think he was, you know, pushing sixty, but very fit, hmm. tall, lean. Obviously, you know, exercised, like you know, looked after himself. Um, handsome enough. But he had this weird, like, goiter thing on his neck. Yeah. And he was wearing a turtleneck that kind of covered it up a little bit. But it was, I don't know, as soon as I saw that, I was like, 
like, yeah. yeah, and he was really out there. He kept um, wanting to talk about how he and his wife were um, that they had evolved to the next level and he believed favorite person and I because we had an open relationship and we understood that we could have this marriage which was the core of our you know like the center of our lives and then kind of play with other people on the side how this was the next phase of human evolution oh and that God. I was ahead of my time as was he and <laughs> like, I mean turtlenecks okay. and being had was it L. Ron Hubbard was that <laughs> who you met with it may have been actually you never <laughs> No. I mean, if you're rich enough to be able to afford a sugar baby, you're rich enough to sort out your next goiter. How much is it? Think, she says, uh, crass, she yeah. crassly. So what kind of things do you get paid in? Like when you say it's you, you travel and do you get like rent paid or is it like cash money or is it? In... I always preferred, yeah, to get an allowance per yeah. month. So I would oh, you agree. Get monthly, so you get monthly allowance. I, yeah. So I would agree with the sugar daddy how many times a month I would see him. Yeah. And then he would pay me, you know that amount for the month yeah yeah so I never asked for him you know I never asked for anyone to pay for something directly I always just give me give me the money show me the money that's what yeah well why do people because I've I've had a couple of twitter spats with sugar babies Mm. or women calling themselves sugar babies because they're like oh we're not sex workers we're not escorts we're not the same and sometimes I'm just a bit like it seems the same yeah there's no hierarchy here you are getting paid I like that that word that's That's really good good. Yeah. yeah Yeah. Don't be part of this weird system yeah. where you're tr- yeah. trying to be it's separate actually yourselves. keeping the stigma going, isn't it? Like Exactly. Do you yeah. identify as a sex worker if someone yeah. says that? Yeah, I, I would say that sugar babying falls under the umbrella of, sh- of sex work. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, each of them probably have their own flavor, let's say, right? Yeah. Like yeah. each of them have their own little quirks and, you know, the, the particular kinds of expectations, perhaps, as to what the interaction with that person is going to be like. Yeah. So... It was interesting for me to get to know these guys because I enjoy the psychology of it. I enjoy understanding, like, why are you coming to me? What's happening? Like, yeah. what, what is it that you need in this experience? And the idea of the, the chameleon in me, right? I wanted to figure out, you know, what is it that you need? And in this little window that I have, can I deliver it to you? Do I feel comfortable delivering it to you? And if I didn't, I would just stop. I Never had any qualms about walking away at any time, you know, mm. which I think actually some women, they, they have that thing where they're worried about the other person's feelings, you know? Yeah. I, I, I happen to be fairly disagreeable by yeah. nature and temperament, so I never <laughs> worried, like, you know, I don't want you shoving that up my ass. Sorry, yeah. not going to happen. And, you know, I don't, I'm not worried about how he's going to feel in that moment. Yeah. yeah. I think that's what makes sex work quite fantastic because you can just put your limits up there and say, yeah. I don't do this, I don't want to do that. And as well as the money, it's, you know, pretty nifty or something. Kind of choosing to put somebody else's feelings and comfort ahead of your own. Exactly. I think that that, you know, we as women sometimes do that. We tend to do that. I mean, certainly I do that with my children, mm. you know. Um, but not from some random guy you meet on the internet. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But who has become kind of part of your life. So there was Mankini, mm-hmm. Frenchie. <laughs> the Brit is And is the, the Brit. Main... And the Brit. Yeah. So tell us, tell us about the Brit. He was one of the people where um, your feelings actually started deepening. Because mm. I was worried about that. That was one of the first that things I thought about. That was one of the things you were concerned about. Yeah. I was, you know... 
obviously because FP is my one of my husband's best friends and we've mm. known them both for years and years and years and I was just thinking of the children. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? Think of the children. Because <laughs> I, I, obviously I have the type of mind which always goes to the worst possible scenario of everything. <laughs> I'm a joy to be around. <laughs> <laughs> you are actually because you help balance me out because of course yeah. I have the mind that goes immediately to the best possible scenario yeah. Yeah. so I was like what if you meet someone and then you break up with FP and then he's going to have to come live with us and then we're, we're, so it was about sofa space it was basically <laughs> about how many duvets you've got I'd love to take the kids so you met the Brit yeah. and he's just another regular sugar dad just or another regular or Ooh. was he and now you have feelings for him to the yeah. extent that yeah. we can say you are in love with him. Really? Oh, yeah. Not no, in love, totally in love. love with him. Yeah. So yeah. What, what what happens? Uh, not, don't, don't, don't I have to be away, honest. I'm not sure what I'm allowed to no, say or not because. But, tell, <laughs> but, but but what was that like when you realised that you were in love with him, and what was that like for FP? Well, I mean. It was so many things at once, right? I mean, falling in love is just the most exhilarating thing that any person can go through. Mm. I think it's Oscar Wilde who has that really great quote that you only fall in love once every time. <laughs> and, uh, and that's certainly what it felt like. Um, it was just a whirlwind inside of me. But I knew that I needed to be honest with favorite person about it. I mean, we'd been honest with each other about everything all the way through. And even though I knew that this would really, really hurt him, I didn't feel like I should start hiding things, you know, now. Um, and I thought it was interesting that the, the fact that one of FP's kinks is, is the cook-holding thing. Mm. And he really enjoyed hearing about uh, Ruby coming back from an assignation. In fact, she wasn't even allowed to shower. They'd go, you know, he straight back into bed. <laughs> and um, to me, that, that was always a very interesting part of his kind of the makeup of their relationship. So that when the f fishes, I guess we can say, we can say that much. It started when he heard that she, she was in love with them because she admitted it imme almost immediately mm. to FP. Mm. It was almost like strange to me that he would have a problem with that, but not the cuckolding so that it's, mm. it's all the, the that complexity that of like what what part of the um you know the physical infidelity is he happy with and and I, it's I like emotional use, rather than physical. yeah, yeah of course, different of things course. yeah I, I wouldn't use the word infidelity because to me that means a breaking of trust mm. and, and at no point it. yeah at, at no point through any of this did I keep something from favorite person. So, I mean, as we already mentioned, he's the person who sent me the link for the Sugar Daddy website, the Sugar, Sugar Baby website. Um, he knew about every single, you know, coffee date I went on, the Sugar Daddies I met for money, how much money they gave me, a play-by-play -play of what we did. I mean, the whole shebang. Like, he was, he was taking the journey with me. In fact, in some sense, it felt like our sexual adventure because, as you mentioned, Sarah, when I would come home, I would tell him all these things and it would just get him revved up. And, and he, he had this competing thing. You know, it's like, mm. oh, you're my woman now. I'm going to take you now, mm. you know, um, which was really fucking hot. Let me tell you, like, I loved it.
Thanks very much to Sarah May Tucson and Ruby, the Sugar Baby Confessionals. You can check out their podcast wherever you get your podcasts from. Are you going to listen to it? Yeah. Yeah, I am now. Yeah. What do you think? I thought that was really fascinating. And like, for her to be falling in love with someone as well, like, what a cliffhanger. His name is actually Cliffhanger as well. Oh my God. <laughs> my name is Bibi Lynch. And I'm Miranda Kane. Good Sex, Bad Sex was produced by Sam Bonham. And you can check out our articles on metro.co.uk. See you next week for Good Sex, Bad Sex. Bad Sex.